0: Most times, it's totally unnecessary, completely unnecessary, but you do it because you don't know what else to do. You're listening to Relationship Renegade the show that brings you hard truths and the realities about relationships. I am your host, Dr. Jameson Marcier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. Welcome to today's show, Uh, a show where we're going to tackle, address, just talk a little bit about something I see in a lot of relationships. Now, this isn't relationships that are... uh, romantic relationships only. This happens in um, just about all relationships, whether it's friends, uh, familiar relationships. Uh, we, all, we all do this. And I'm talking about not really understanding when something is wrong in a relationship, right? So you know how you get this feeling that something is off in a relationship and... You start to worry, but you don't know if you should be worried. Maybe this is normal. Um, Some of you may ask your friends and they're not quite sure. And the advice is often bogus. Yeah, that little piece. And, you know, there are things that we may react to, respond to in those seasons, in those moments that they don't help the relationship. They actually make things worse. So... There are some typical characteristics of relationships that you can expect they're going to come. It's a normal part of being in a relationship. And then there are other things that are troubling, right? So typical or troubled is, that's where we're at today. Um, And the things that are troubling or troublesome, those are the things that you want to pay attention to, address, seek to resolve. The typical things eh, you know what? There's nothing wrong. This is normal. Um, there's absolutely no way in which we could tackle all of them, but the goal here is to, um, give you some kind of guide as to when you should and should not be too concerned. Okay. Um, so let's just jump right into this, right? So there's One thing that happens in all relationships that people tend to freak out about and really a lot of us just do not know how to handle and that's called conflict. Yes, conflict. A lot of you listening to this episode right now have no idea what to do with yourselves or your partner or your sister or whomever when there's conflict. You, you either run from it, you either keep it inside. Um, You're one of these conflict avoidant types. And that is, uh, that is beginning to erode at the relationship. Okay. And then on the flip side, there are those of you who you see something and yes, it's conflict, but you, you tackle it just like completely wrong. You know, you um you, you blow things up that need not be blown up okay and so conflict is typical in all relationships conflict is typical in all relationships it is common as long as there's been people in relationships okay And, you know, we're talking about times of Adam and Eve and times of the first cave people, depending on what you believe. They were in conflict. You can imagine two people, two different beings, two different minds. How do you coexist and not have any form or forms of conflict? That's just not possible. A lot of us, you uh, know, the conflict avoidance type, we think that if we are in conflict, if we have a disagreement, something is wrong. And what I like to tell people is that conflict is actually a, a healthy aspect of many relationships. Okay? It, it highlights the fact that you two are still, one, necessary for this relationship, but you still got your own mind. You got your own ways of thinking. And while, yes, we may be together, but you're, you're, you're basically not dead yet, okay? And that's a good thing, right? Again, conflict is typical in relationships. Down to some of the most basic things, Where are we going to go for dinner? Okay, down or some much more complex things about where we're going to live. You know, if you're uh, newlyweds or living with your partner, the merge that happens when two people um, move in together, that is ripe. Those situations are just ripe for a lot of conflict. Okay. Now, in that conflict, while the conflict may be good for the relationship, the way we respond to conflict is that's the thing that we remember and hold on to and we say oh no, it's bad. It's 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 not supposed to be this way. And that's when we get into trouble, okay? So, conflict is is typical. It's common. Right, we need a new car. Well, I want a sedan. Well, I'd like to have a sports car um, or a truck. That is conflict. Um, I want to have a baby. I, I don't want no baby. That is conflict. Hey, it's time to go to bed. I'm not tired. Well, go to bed. That is conflict. Okay, it's okay. It's what we then do about that conflict. Now, and this leads me to some of the, uh, the troubled aspect, right? So when we respond negatively to conflict, right? Something that is common, something that is uh, to be expected in all relationships, right? When we turn around and respond negatively Now we begin to uh, create trouble in the relationships. People often will uh, reference this as trouble in paradise. You know, whatever you say, whatever you make of it. If you respond uh, inappropriately to conflict or in unhealthy ways. Right. One of the biggest things that come to mind is the blame game and the finger-pointing, okay? And most times, it's totally unnecessary, completely unnecessary, but you do it because you don't know what else to do, okay? We, we want to go... We need a new couch, and we go to get a new couch, and, you know, you want a leather recliner, and, you know, he or she wants... Uh, sectional, okay? Now what do we do? Well, we can say, well, explain to me why you want that. And I will hear you and you can tell me. But instead of doing that, we get into this this uh, combative thing where we're like, no, I want this and therefore I must have it. Now that's troublesome. Now we've gotten off this path of being together and possibly resolving the conflict together to now where we're, we're not even considering the relationship anymore. Now we're just thinking about our own uh, selves and our own wants and our own needs. That is trouble. That is trouble. And this happens across the board. It happens um, across the spectrum, right? So there are severe cases of this. And then there are some less severe and even minor and insignificant cases, okay? Um, and if these things happen once in a while, you know, little disagreements, little conflict, even if, if you handle it poorly, if it's not common, then you have a chance. But if this is the norm, right? If the norm is when conflict arises, you blame and you point the finger and you confront and attack then your relationship okay your best friend your brother your homeboy your parents whomever your daughter your son that relationship is headed for disaster so conflict in a relationship is normal it's typical but we get into trouble when we address it when we address it poorly let me put it that way. Second thing that gets people worried when they have a, a, a relationship with with a best friend or spouse or partner is when somebody begins to develop different interests. Right. This person is interested in uh, time apart or is interested in his or her own time to engage in activities that you don't care about. So I know couples where one person may get up on the weekends and go have coffee by himself, by herself, or brunch, or just hang out with a completely different group of friends, or just legitimately by themselves. That is normal. That is actually quite healthy. To to have someone who simply just wants to get away for a little bit, have a few hours to themselves, whether that's going to have breakfast or going to hang by the beach. Or, you know, for example, in my case, and I, I say this all the time, I really, truly enjoy the outdoors. So any weekend that I have the opportunity, you will find me in a tent in the woods somewhere. OK, on some campground, um, just being alone. OK, uh, for me, that's how I recharge. That's how I maintain my sanity. OK. Um, and, and so the time away does wonders for me. My dear wife and most people in my family, I want to say all, but most of them for sure have zero interest in joining me in the outdoors. Now there are times where they'll 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 do me a favor and join me, but if it were up to them, it would not happen. Guess what? That is okay. I'm okay with it and they're okay with it. You know some people have gotten better with it, but the time apart is not a problem, okay? time apart is not a problem in any relationship that alone is not necessarily a sign that there's something wrong and you hear it all the time you know um if someone's going out nobody goes out to be by themselves they must be meeting up with someone and what are they doing you need to make sure you're there keep an eye on them listen that's a load of crap And again, you're setting yourself up to fall into some of this much more uh, troublesome behavior. Now, so time apart and separate interests is is okay. That's not that's not that's a non-issue. That is not a problem where we begin to have an issue is between you and your partner, spouse, um, friends, your social circles. If between you guys, you have absolutely zero interests. Okay, zero. If there's nothing that you guys enjoy together, we have a problem. Because how else do we foster any kind of bond? How else do do you... Um, get to know each other if you have zero interests hi we are the Messiah kids like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show that is a problem now, you may say, well, Jameson, come on, we, we spend time together, you know, we watch TV or we're in the house. Yeah, I know that. I get that part. But you're not doing, you're not engaging with each other necessarily when you're in the house or when you're sleeping or when you're managing the kids or whatever the case it is. Whatever it is, it, it, that's different, okay, from having similar interests. And I don't mean a ton of them. But just understand with me if you're in a relationship with someone and you don't do anything together at all, then what is going on when y'all are together? What is that relationship like, right? This friend or best friend, this homeboy, this, this, like, I mean, even my neighbors, I mean, you find. I, I, there are some things we will talk about. We're not best friends. We're neighbors. But, well, even if it's just the neighborhood that we live in, that is one common interest. And, yes, it can be that basic, okay, what the interest is. But you got to find something because people who don't spend any time together, okay, usually they do not stay together, now as far as your families go you're like well that's my family we'll always be together uh not exactly cuz you know as well as I do people often will just leave their families or just live lives and just you know grow further and further apart okay and I'm not necessarily talking about like zero time together oh there must be a problem no You can genuinely not have an issue and just not spend time together. But that is the problem, though. That is indicative of either a lack of effort or a mismatch. Um, But either way, something has to happen, right? We need to spend time together. Um, Parents and child, too, you know, uh, with my kids, I recognize if I didn't hang with my kids, if I didn't, play with my kids right take walks with my kids we really would not have a a much of a a relationship or a bond um, or connection okay it's in those moments where you know we develop certain jokes or inside jokes um, that my wife has absolutely no idea about okay when I'm with the kids and we're hanging and She looks over, we just look like a bunch of fools, but that's okay because that's our thing. Okay. So you can, you know, you can have that, but again, it doesn't happen overnight. You must, we all must spend some time together if we're going to have a relationship. Okay. So it's not a problem to have separate interests, but time must be made and allocated for um for the relationship all right number three and this is the final uh, example i'll give um this is more relevant to to uh couples um they're in a marriage okay there will be seasons of little or no intimacy. Yes. Yes, I said that. And and some people will go as far as to call them a sexless marriage. I don't go that far. One, the, that's an exaggeration um, or hyperbole if we want to be, you know, fancy. But there's not. At some point, you've had sex. So by definition, it's not sexless, right? And then if even we want to be a little bit more um, uh, technical, there's a, a lot of intimacy that goes on beyond sex, okay? But the point I'm trying to make, in your relationship, in your marriage, you will find, okay, listen to me, you will find a time, a moment, a season where there is little to no intimacy. Okay. So, what are those seasons? Well, for one common season is being becoming new parents. As soon as you become a new parent, it is typical okay i'm again we're talking about typical versus trouble it is typical for new parents to go through a season of little or no intimacy okay um because that's just what kids do okay and i love mine to death i'm sure you love yours but that is just what they do okay becoming new parents takes a major, major toll on, on, on a relationship and on people as individuals, okay? So that's one area. Another example is if you are ill or caring for an ill family member or friend or if you're caring for your parents who may be elderly, um, that will affect intimacy in a relationship okay that is not the the lack of intimacy in that season in that time that is not a problem okay we we have to be able to look at this specific moment in time and recognize that okay there's something going on and it's not just us it's not just a problem that either we've created, it's a season that we're in, okay? If you are um, starting a new job or moving to a new city or a new job in a new city, all right, there's a lot of stress that comes with transitions like that and adjusting. Um, if you recently lost someone, Okay, you lost a family, a friend, and that could be due to death or moved away or they've moved away. Um, College, going to school, military deployments. So it's there are many reasons and I can blab on on and on about why, you know, uh, all the examples of why this may be. But I want you to hear and and, and get that a lack of intimacy for a time, for a season is common within a relationship. okay? and so I can already hear you and you're like, well, Jameson, how long is a season? How long is how long is enough? Right. And to tell you the truth, I can't speak to that. I can't tell you what. What, what, what's, el- what's enough or what's long enough or what's too long, okay? Because everyone's relationship is different and everyone's tolerance level is different. So that's something you'll have to sort out um, for you. I know some people, if it's been more than a couple of days, it's a problem. And I know people who've gone a year and more without any intimacy or sex in a relationship, So that's the range, right? A couple days to a couple years. Um, But that's all on you. Obviously, a couple years is on the extreme end. All right. But within reason, no intimacy is common and typical and to be expected within a marriage. Now, Perhaps you can imagine, uh, you can guess what is troublesome. Well, troublesome would be if there's absolutely zero, zero intimacy, right? Like there's just none, none whatsoever. And that's troubling for a number of reasons. Um, One is, so intimacy, um, sex, that is a, a ritual that keeps keeps us connected all right that is one of the um best ways common ways easiest ways most um that is a really good tool of for staying connected a lot of people check in with each other with sex a lot of it's just a reminder hey i got you we're still here we're good okay and so When you remove that. Okay. When you remove that. And again, for some people, it is very important that that be a part of it. And so when you remove it, then there's a problem. There's a huge problem for that individual and in turn for the relationship. Okay. Um, So yeah, zero, zero intimacy is a problem. Now, Even if we just step outside of sex for a moment, intimacy is even, you know, sharing secrets or sharing thoughts or sitting together and just kind of reflecting on the day or the weekend. Those intimate moments, right? are also important it's not just about just getting together jumping in the sack and having sex and then we're good no but even laying in the bed and talking right or holding hands those moments of intimacy are just as important so when i say zero intimacy i'm talking about those two if there's never a stroke of a hand or touch on the shoulder or a hug or an embrace then something is wrong. Something is wrong. As human beings, we yearn for this connection. We need that touch. Okay? Yeah, something may be going on. You may have problems. That's fine. But even in those moments, it's if we're still trying to uh, get back a solid ground, right? If we're if we're trying to develop a plan to reconnect, um, then it's okay, right? Because at least you've not given up, you've not checked out, okay? It's when there's absolutely zero effort being made to reconnect and and regain and resume that intimacy that we have problems. Okay all relationships require intimacy. So the relationship that I have with my brother yeah we talk and we share things and we connect okay we're vulnerable with each other when I talk with my sister okay so we have our own ways of of being intimate with each other and again I'm, when I say intimate in those relationships I'm talking about healthy communicating Okay, if I never share anything with my brother or my sister, if I never let them know how I'm feeling, then eventually I begin to send the message that I'm good without you. I don't need you. Okay, and that's not what we want. Um, And quite frankly, that's not how it should be. Okay, so intimacy um, is important. Uh, A lack of intimacy, a lack of sex in marriages and relationships. It's common, but we need to not let it get out of control and out of hand to where there's absolutely zero. All right. So as a recap, right, we were talking typical versus troubled in terms of relationships, the things that we can just acknowledge as part of being in a relationship and the things that we need to be looking to resolve and maybe even consulting with professionals about okay so conflict we've said conflict is typical it's gonna happen i want ice cream no i want cake okay well let's make it chocolate no let's make it vanilla that is that's to be expected all right but when we start fighting and blaming pointing fingers that's an issue, okay? And even in the conflict, we also must maintain um, some uh, some decorum, some respect, right? So it's not, okay, we got to have the conflict, but then we don't know how to do it. Uh, we'll leave that for another show, but we can't forget that. Second thing, different interests and in time apart. Again, typical, common. That's fine. If you don't care to camp or... or sweat or sit in the sand and get sand all up in your pants and in your shoes fine if your partner likes that don't keep him or her from going because the time apart is good for the relationship now if we never do anything together that's that's worrisome that's that's some trouble right there and we need to be actively seeking to find some common interests some common ground, some areas in which we can connect and create some memories around, okay? And lastly, seasons of sexlessness. Let me say that. That's, that's a tongue twister. Um, where there's limited or no intimacy. That is common and for many reasons, okay? So don't freak out too much when you realize, whoa, we're not being intimate and and we've not been together um ask yourself why what's going on did something happen okay and if you're in a space of a lot of transitions like new parents or empty nesters or whatever i know everyone might say oh that's no big deal but every couple has their own thing that might cause that right if there's a reason explore that now don't just jump to oh my god what are, what's going on you know The troublesome piece, the troublesome piece comes into play if there's absolutely zero intimacy, be it physical intimacy or being vulnerable with your spouse or partner, um, going for walks, holding hands, whatever it may be, if there's absolutely zero of any of that. Now I'd be concerned. Okay, at that point, at that point, I'd want to know what's going on why is it that there's absolutely nothing between us and and assuming you don't know if you already know well then hey work that work that out okay but if you do not i'd be curious to know and if you need help figuring that out i always say we're available okay as a matter of fact um if you let us know when you call or email that you heard it here The love checks are only $99. We've said that before. If you found value in this show, listen, I appreciate you listening, but I would also appreciate a review and a share with your friends. Let them know. Because, again, every time you guys listen to this show, you're already thinking of someone who needs to hear this. So just send it to them, all right? Um, And hopefully they'll also find some value in it and that's how the uh, podcast continues to grow Um, and so if you I'm going to say it again are looking to maintain your relationship or improve on it give us a call we're here for you go to the website mercierwellness.com or even reach out to us on social media Dr. James A. Mercier Um, I'm everywhere under that so you'll find it um, pretty easily Uh, So that's our show for today. Uh, Thank you for sharing a bit of your day with us. Um, Thank you for continuing to support. And uh, I look forward to sharing some more nuggets with you on our next episode. Uh, Remember to come back Saturday for our weekend edition. Um, We have lots of fun there with Mia, And uh, you make it all the more better when you show up. Thanks again, take care of yourselves, and I'll catch you for the next installment of Relationship Renegades. Bye now.